Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am Maria Retan and it's so good to be here and I'm glad you could join me today on this great Tuesday. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. That's the woman, of course. First up, a little information I bet you didn't know on this fine Tuesday. This is all about women and technology, by the way. That's the theme for today. And I think the information I'm going to share with you will be pretty eye-opening. Saatchi and Saatchi, an advertising agency, conducted a, a survey last year finding that 35% of female shoppers would purchase more electronic goods if retailers actually offered them more assistance on websites and in stores. Isn't that interesting? And that's also going to come up in our topic today with our guests. So hang on to that piece of information. When it comes to what we want in our products, I know I want this. Maybe you do too. I want products to look feminine. I'm kind of, you know, bored with black. I want something that looks a little peppy, looks a little stylish as I'm going to tote it around in my great purse. Um, For instance, a pink PlayStation or a Hello Kitty keyboard. I don't know. I don't know if Hello Kitty's up my uh, uh, something I'm really interested in, but maybe a teenage girl might be interested in a Hello Kitty keyboard. Reuters is actually um, saying that women control 68 billion dollars of the U.S. electronics market, while the Consumer Electronics Association (CEA) for those of you in the know say that women are outspending men when it comes to electronics purchases, $55 billion to $41 billion. Those are some big bucks. Women are out there spending a ton of money. And, you know, when it comes to spending money, we'd actually prefer to buy a new plasma TV over a diamond solitaire, a new cell phone over shoes, and a new digital video camera over designer footwear, or at least that's according to Oxygen Media. Now, I don't know. I might like a good pair of stilettos over a new digital camera, but that's just that's just me. I don't know. Um, interesting little monikers that I came across as I was preparing for the show today. Oxygen Media, as I mentioned earlier, had done a survey talking about how women are actually kind of varying when it comes to their textiles. And I love these little monikers that they talked about. They talk about Ms. Doubtwire. Ms. Doubtwire is a little slow to warm up to technology, and she might be, you know, a little bit more interested in digital cameras, but not much more than that. And then there's the Pragmatics. Get it? Pragmatics. Pragmatics. And they're a little bit more sophisticated. They tend to be more career-focused and tech-savvy. And then there's the Techs in the City. Get it? Yes, of course you do. Those are the Sex and the City girls, and they're the real trendsetters. They're already, you know, trading up their cell phones and looking for the greatest gadgets. 
Um, and then there's the bling on the budget. You know, if you're looking to bling out your, your tech stuff, you can always bling it yourself for 10 to 20 bucks. It's maybe a new case or a new set of earbuds for the MP3 player. So this is a woman maybe on a budget who wants to be a little blingy but not too techy. So anyway, just some new monikers to add to your colloquialisms this week as you're talking with your friends about the latest tech stuff. You can talk about Ms. Ms. Doubtwire and feel a little hip and trendy. Um, as far as our purse profile today, I want to talk about the high-tech cutie in keeping with our theme. There's about 3 million of those women out there. Median age are about 30, no kids, they're working full-time, they're making pretty good cash, 104000 every year, um, and they're really tech lovers. They're really the latest on gadgets. They're the ones that are blinging on a budget. They're probably the tech in the city girls. They're influential. They're very curious. They're always looking for something new when it comes to their styles, their techs, their, what they're wearing. And when they're out there purchasing something, they're shopping at Liz Claiborne, Victoria's Secret, Ralph Lauren. They're driving a Volkswagen or a Honda or a Jeep. And they're, you know, they're cover girls. What can I say? Maybelline. And when it comes to designers, again, um, you know, Calvin Klein, the hot one, Nina Ritchie. They're reading New York Magazine, Wired, First for Women, PC World, a few new publications popping up with this group. Um, they're looking at TLC, HGTV, Discovery Channel, and FX. And, of course, like all the rest of us, they're watching Desperate Housewives and Lost and Grey's Anatomy, Dateline, NBC, and CNN. And then on, online, they're looking at imdb.com eBay, Monster, CNN, Amazon, and Best Buy. And speaking of Best Buy, my guest for this program, Jennifer Johnston-Shadler. She's the VP of Music at Best Buy. We all know who Best Buy is. For those of you who've been under a rock, they're the major big box retailer. That's all about consumer electronics. Well, Jennifer certainly knows her stuff. She's been around Best Buy for the last 16 years, and she has seen things a change there um, at, at Best Buy. And she's going to talk a little bit about how this major retailer is connecting with women. So when we come back with purse strings, find out from Jennifer on her take of women, technology, and why companies need to look at how it's empowering its employees before taking on those women. When Birth Strings comes back after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Birth Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. <laughs> We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. 
faster than a speeding bullet. It's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Entertainment and excitement await you at WebmasterRadio.fm's Podcaster's Paradise. Take your hats off and find your fun inside the Life Tips Day Spa or climb up to the Rainmaker Retreat. And when the sun comes down, talk SEO over an ice cold beer at the That's a Wrap Tavern or check out DJ Nani Vinkin putting you in a trance inside the fringe. Make your reservations to Podcaster's Paradise on demand at webmasterradio.fm. Watch out for the vampires. Enter the communications coven that is webmasterradio.fm. Now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Visit the webmasterradio.fm homepage for all the details. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to First Strings. Joining me now is Jennifer Johnston-Shadler, Vice President of Music at Best Buy, the consumer electronics powerhouse based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. I like the powerhouse. That's awesome. Yeah, you definitely are a powerhouse, that's for sure. I mean, Best Buy has been around for a long time, and it just seems like you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you've been there for 16 years, so you certainly have seen Best Buy grow, haven't you? Yeah, it's um, it's been a great journey, and uh, 16 years sounds like a long time, but it doesn't feel like a long time. <laughs> it goes by so quickly, doesn't it? And you've you've worn a lot of different hats there too, so I know it seems like your your position probably feels new every couple of years. That's yeah. I feel like I've had a few lives here, and that's one of the fun things of working at Best Buy is they do uh, move you around, so you get different experiences instead of uh, being in the same field the whole time. Yeah, it keeps it very fresh. Well, I know at the top of the show, I was sharing some numbers with the listeners about just, I mean, the numbers are so big about women and, and what they're purchasing. And I think at, at first blush, most people probably don't think women are buying that many electronics. But according to the CEA, they're outspending men $55 billion to $41 billion. Um, You know, what, what do you think is going on with women in electronics these days? Well, I think there are really a couple forces um, at work here. One is that um, it's not really a new phenomenon that women tend to be the CFO of the household. And I would say that in electronics, uh, the business has been slower to recognize that trend because a lot of times the person most passionate um, initially about making the purchase might be the male in the household. But as the um, ticket price, especially of a TV with plasma TVs, has gone up. It really does become a joint decision on you know when and how you're going to make those big purchases. So it it has become more of a you know if we're going to buy a plasma TV and spend four thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, you might be deciding not to take a vacation or not to invest in something else. And so it's really become more of a joint decision. The second thing is really that electronics are now more design-based, and it's not just functional bits and bytes anymore. So fashion and color have really entered 
the electronics market, and the iPod has been the biggest catalyst for this. But when people look at electronics, they're thinking of it differently, and women especially are saying, you know, how is this going to look in my home? And if I'm going to have a computer sitting on um, my office desk, I want it to look good. I don't want it just to have a lot of memory. Exactly. And I know now that TVs can hang on walls and take the place of actual art. I'm even more concerned about what that's going to look like. Where is it going to go in the house? What color is it going to be? What kind of picture is it going to present? All those things. And like you said, too, you know, if you're going to spend $4,000 on a television, you may not be taking that vacation. And so women, I'm sure, get really, really involved. I, I know I've been fending my husband off from buying a new digital camera because I want a television. It's an either-or, it's not a both kind of situation. So I totally get that. And then as far as the ex- the fashion accessory, can you talk a little bit about how women's approach to electronics more as a fashion accessory has opened opportunities there for companies like Best Buy? Well, I think, um, you know, it's opened up opportunities for the manufacturers and Best Buy because it these have become more self-expressive. So if you think about the cell phone, the cell phone is probably the average person's most important device that they have with them at all time. In some cases, it might be more visible than your handbag. And with the options out there, people are choosing um, a form factor and a color that is that says something about you. So this phenomenon first really started with the Razor. And the Razor started out as a very expensive cell phone that was hard for the average person to um, afford. And the sheer design of it was so slim and so different looking that people just wanted to have it. It became the it device. And now as the Razor has expanded out into colors, people are, they wanted it just for purely the way it looked. If you technically examined the Razor in comparison to the features that you'd get from another cell phone, it's not really a highly featured cell phone, but it looked good. Yeah, and don't we want to look good? You know, if we're going to, we whip those things out all the time, don't we? I mean, whether we're in a restaurant or on the bus or in a taxi or walking down the street, it's like the cell phone is an extension of our hand almost. Right. So, yeah, and I mean, the other really opportunity is that people that. want to upgrade them more frequently than they can. So, a lot mm-hmm. of times people are in contracts with um, carriers and they feel like they're, you know, stuck on their cell phone, but the minute they're they're out of that contract or they, you know, they see something new they want, people are upgrading their electronics more frequently based on the sheer look and design of it. So it's been, um, it's again, it's, you know, really started with the iPod being such a beautiful mm-hmm. device that um, people are looking at electronics more as a way of, as another accessory. But when it comes down to it, though, it may be beautiful, but it's got to work well. I mean, it, it, it's it got to be able to fit your needs, bottom line. There's, there's some basic right. functionality. Right, and so what we like to gonna... say is it does come function first. If you think about um, how much you might spend on an iPod or all the contacts you have in a cell phone, you're not going to put it in a flimsy case that doesn't actually protect the device. In the case of an iPod, you know, people have invested hours and hours in loading their music library onto that device. You first and foremost want to feel like if you drop it, it's going to be protected. 
<laughs> I know how you feel because I dropped, I have a BlackBerry. I think half of America has a BlackBerry these days. And yesterday, here I am. I'm trying to open, you know, a locked door. Can't get it open. And what do I do? I totally drop my BlackBerry flat on the ice and snow, and I can hear it just crunch. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't afford another BlackBerry. But And I picked it up, and it just kept on ticking, and I'm like, that's the worth. That's worth the price right there. If I can drop it multiple times, which I have, right. and it's still working, you know, I, that's the bottom line. We have to be able to have electronics that can take a look, and I guess. Well, and that's the um, you know. There's two costs involved. There's the actual cost of replacement, but then there's the time involved. I mean, you know, if you if your laptop dies, you know, the amount of information that you might be losing, the amount of um, you know, just knowing what your schedule is and having everything on there, it's. It's the money, plus it's the you know time of just ha- being able to get all your information back and getting back on track. So between cell phones, MP3 players, um, notebook computers, there's you know first and foremost people want um, cases and um, laptop bags that actually protect the device. But now you don't have to make the sacrifice anymore of just having black only. Mm-hmm. You can have a cool looking device, plus you can have a great looking case that goes with it. Well, and to your point, obviously we've been migrating this way over the last several years. We've kind of gone from basic black now to a myriad of, of offerings when it comes to color and fashion. And, and and you've had the chance at Best Buy really to interact more and more with women as they have continued to become kind of that chief procurement officer for their home. When did Best Buy really, would you say, get serious about connecting with women and kind of woke up to the idea that, yeah, you know, women really are spearheading a lot of these joint decisions and independently buying quite a bit of electronics on their own. I mean, when when did that become a reality and then kind of what did you do to kind of push that further ahead for you guys? Well, about four or five years ago, we started really segmenting our, our customer base differently and we started a strategy called customer centricity. And customer centricity was really um, looking at the unique unmet needs of our customers through different customer lenses, not just an average target customer, but through women and men of different um, demographics and um, different economic backgrounds. And what we found through that work is that whether it was a Jill, a Carrie, or a Maria, as we call them, we weren't really serving the needs of the female customer. And to be honest with you, it was the employees saying, I don't really like shopping here much either. So it came from an internal um, movement, really, um, of women not being comfortable in our stores and honestly not finding women to interact with in our stores. And uh, Julie Gilbert, who's one of our senior vice presidents here, started an initiative called WOLF, which is um, the Women's Leadership Forum. And WOLF was really a way of creating groups of women to look at this problem differently to say, and men, by the way, are involved, to say, how do we reach the female customer? And I think a lot of companies would start with a marketing program. Um, But what Best Buy did is basically looked in the mirror and said, let's change ourselves first and let's um, transform to a company where women really want to shop. And that starts with hiring and and retaining women so that you have women in the store when when the sales interaction occurs. Yeah, I know. I mean, the in-store environment, the in-store interaction is so key, especially with women. And if you don't see yourself reflected there, 
you start wondering what are the priorities of that company that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm paying my hard-earned dollar to buy their products, or do they not value women enough to even employ women? So I think that that was incredibly insightful for Best Buy, and and it had to mean kind of turning your model a little upside down, I would imagine, especially when it came to recruiting and trying to hire people on the floor. Yeah, and a lot of it is, you know, the you can sell some things in techno jargon to guys because they're speaking that language and that's what they want, and some women do as well. But it really took a new sales approach to learn how do we first really truly find out what the customer is wanting? How are they going to use the product? What are they going to do with it? What do they want in their lifestyle? You know, for some people with a digital camera, it might be that they want the you know best quality picture. And for some people, it's, I want the easiest to use camera because when I'm trying to take a picture of my kids, I don't want to miss the moment messing around with all these features. So it's really having a deeper understanding of what did the customer want? What, why did they come here to begin with? The benefits have been um, overall in a better um, approach with all of our customers, but it really the catalyst was knowing that we were more selling to um, the guys with techno jargon than really taking the time to understand what are the unique needs of our customers, and specifically at the heart of it was how do we help uh, women especially along that path. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we're going to have to take a real quick break, Jennifer, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about Wolf. We touched on it just a few seconds ago, but talk a little bit about what that really looks like and how that's not only impacted your women employees, but your men too as a result. So more with Jennifer Johnston-Shadler from Best Buy when Purse Springs comes back after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Um, Hello, Uh, welcome to our website. Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. Hey, little Yahoo, look who's after you. Do, 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 do. Hey, little Yahoo, who's your suitor now? Hey, little Yahoo, who's the one who wants you? Hey, little Yahoo, shotgun. Boom. It's a nice day for a Microsoft wedding. Got it? Can you pick it up? I love it. Is it good? <laughs> 
The Daily Search Cast. Live broadcast Monday through Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The whoring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back, and I'm joined by Jennifer Johnston Shadler, Vice President of Music at Best Buy. And we've been talking a little bit about the purchasing power of women and technology, specifically in the area of consumer electronics, where there are big, big bucks out there. And Jennifer, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about how Best Buy was taking an inside-out approach at connecting with women by really first starting at your own employees taking a look and realizing that you need more women on the floor. And then you mentioned a little bit, too, about this program called WOLF. And can you talk a little bit about Jennifer, Julie Gilbert, who founded WOLF, and what WOLF really, really is for the folks out there who are interested? Sure. WOLF really started um, with an insight that Julie had when she, you know, was a corporate officer, but she'd be on a lot of store visits. And women at the stores would come up and, you know, hug her or be so excited to see her. And what we we being the women at the corporate office didn't really realize is that most retail leadership um, for Best Buy at that point in time was male. And a lot of the store employees don't get to the corporate office, and so they didn't really have role models. They didn't see, you know, women officers in the company as visibly as they did men. And as she started to um, talk to people on the floor and store managers, she realized they felt alone out there. They didn't have the same network of people to rely on um, that the guys did. So she started this thing, which was this idea of, you know, bringing in the lone wolf. And she has a lot of wolf metaphors. And it sounds a little silly, but when you, um, when you actually experience it, it makes a lot of sense. And it was, you know, bonding together women in markets from either different stores or the district office or within a store to create PACs. And PACs are groups of people that really support one another um, they give back to the community, and they um, they help each other through um, this discovery and transformation about not not only how do we make this a better place for women to work, but how do we serve the female customer better. And um, through this journey, there's you know probably something like twenty thousand people of Best Buy employees that have been impacts and involved in Wolf in some way, shape, or form. And the thing that I thought was genius about what Julie did is is that men are in the packs too. Mm-hmm. So men are called um, alpha wolves, and th- they're people who are just as passionate about serving the female customer as women. So unlike so really, women, they're, they're almost like mentors, wouldn't you say? They're mentors, and they're also people who um, they might have had an experience, they might have had their wife complain, they might have seen <laughs> you know, a sales experience gone bad, and they, they've opened their eyes and said, now I, I completely understand how you know, we need to make sure that we are taking the time to understand all of our customers more deeply, and I maybe haven't had the, um, there's something I can learn about being with these this group of women that will help me serve my customers better. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to ask this half-heartedly, but is there like a secret handshake or like a, a wolf yell? There is not. <laughs> I, it, there is one thing, is if you're in a pack, you get a Tiffany bracelet. Oh, I love it. That's even better than a secret handshake. 
it is. Oh, it is much better. I don't have one yet because I'm not in a pack. I'm a beta wolf, which is like an advisory group um, at the corporate office for Julie and the group of people that put the programs together. So I'm Jennifer. I'm you need to get bracelet. in a pack. You need to be exactly. like I don't know, a, you know, some type of member of a pack, and and you need the bracelet. Or I if do. you don't get a bracelet, maybe as a beta wolf, you need to. Maybe you should get a brooch or something. <laughs> it seems like anything, just the blue box is is a good thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. So more seriously, though, um, with the wolf packs, I mean, obviously that's really re-energized. I always think that the women working there at Best Buy, but you've also seen it pay off on the floor, not only with women, but also with men, right? I mean, they've actually become a little bit more sensitive to their customers, so to speak. Yes, and I think they've also, um, again, on the inside-out approach, they understand maybe what it's like to be the lone woman in a manager's meeting and maybe feel like your voice isn't heard. And I think as leaders, people are doing a better job of making sure really that everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a great – I would say that some of the biggest fans of Wolf are actually men. Hmm. Because they, so they maybe the feel like they've learned the, yeah. as much as women have going through the process and being on this journey. Do you think that it's something that you can easily explain when you're recruiting people to come to Best Buy? I mean, I assume you use it as a recruiting tool. You know, it's not as overt about recruiting. I would say that the biggest benefit has been in retention. And mm-hmm. so that you have more passionate women that keep working for Best Buy that, you know, believe they're making a difference and and know that we're making change. And so where we see it is in the percentage of uh, female leaders that we have at the district manager level and at the store manager level. And mm-hmm. so that more and more people who, whether you're starting part-time or full-time, you see more female leadership around you so that it it's more obvious that you can attain that status if you want to as well. Yeah, you actually see the role models. They're physically there. They're staying there at the company for longer. They're not getting disgruntled and, and, you know, going to find some other opportunity. You're actually actually hanging on to them longer. Yeah, and retail hours have always been a challenge when you're, um, you know, trying to have a family as well, and I think the burden of that has always fallen more on women mm-hmm. traditionally. Um, that's not always the case, but I think that it's been helpful for people to figure out the work-life balance and how you make it all come together when there's a pack of other women that you can talk to. Yeah. Well, and Best Buy is not just stopped at Wolf either. I know when you and I talked previously, you were sharing with me a little bit, um, kind of almost like an incentive program um, called ROW. Can you talk a little bit about ROW? Yeah, ROW uh, stands for Results-Oriented Work Environment. And as we like to say, work is what you do. Work is not where you are. And I so love um, <laughs> work is what you do, it's not where you are. So the flip side of technology is that despite um, all these wonderful BlackBerry gadgets and cell phones and notebook computers and Wi-Fi everywhere, we don't actually seem to work less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I we th- don't, do we? We end up working more, and, and 24-7 in some cases. I know you can reach me anywhere at any time of day, and I feel actually feel guilty if I'm not answering my BlackBerry. Yep, and... Um, and that is has been a phenomenon. I'm sure that you know lots of companies feel that way, but I, I would say at Best Buy we began to recognize that. I don't want to say there's an expectation of 24/7, but there are a, there's a lot more work that happens around the clock than back in the day when you had to come in the office to be productive to get your work done. And so, 
part of that um, evolution was a group of employees, again, started inward out, started as a group of people who looked at it and said, you know, do we need to reevaluate things like hours and the perceived when you're working or not working and being at your desk and are we counting people's value in hours instead of based on what they produce? So Roe is really a um, an initiative that different departments go through and you have to get trained and you have to unlearn some of the things that we've been learning for the past decades on what it means to show up work at on time. And you really look at, you know, what is the most effective way to work and does it always mean that you're at your desk? And we mm-hmm. give people more freedom to work the way they want to work and work in the way that's most effective. Yeah, I love that concept because on some days it might make sense to come in the office. Other days it may not. Um, if you're traveling a lot, you may want to be home for a few days and just feel like that, you know, you can have a home life at the same time that you can still be productive. I think that's ingenious. How long has Roe been around there? Roe has been in development for, I'd say, probably three to four years. And and over the past two years, it's really been um, more widespread at the corporate office. And, and now it's to the point that, you know, it's simple little things like you have a doctor's appointment or your child has a doctor's appointment. You don't call somebody and say, I'm out sick. Mm-hmm. It's really irrelevant. As it, long as you're getting your work un- done, it doesn't matter, right? Right. And it goes under the assumption that, in general, people are working more than 40 hours a week anyway. Why don't we give them the benefit of doubt to let them work the way they want to work in a way that's most productive for them? You know, between Roe and Wolf, it really seems like Best Buy's really working hard to attract, retain quality employees, whether it's women or men, but especially with the WOLF program being women. And as a result, um, you know, hoping that that ends up paying off in, I would think, in the types of people that are interacting with your end customer. Um, they, they are getting listened to, I would think. Um, they feel like they're being responded to. Do you, do you feel like it's all kind of been working hand in glove and it's, it's helped boost Best Buy's profile? I think so, and I, we, um, you know, again, the retention numbers are getting better and better, and then when we look at loyalty scores on how it um, actually, you know, manifests itself and are our customers more loyal to us, we see those continually going up and up and up. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing you need to do to win in business, but I will tell you that it makes the employee experience just so much better for a lot of people who, you know, really feel like this place is very, very different than other companies that they've been at before. Mm-hmm. Well, we've only got just a few seconds left, but before we leave, um, can you share maybe three pieces of advice just based on your 16 years there at Best Buy, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work, knowing that retail is like a cutthroat uh, business, just how how to connect with women in the retail environment, not only on the floor, but but back at corporate office? Well, I would say, you know, first off, um, there's a lot of similarities between women and men. So some of the things that we've learned through this is just how to connect and be better leaders. Mm -hmm. And a a lot of that starts with listening. And listening to your customers is the best way to figure out how to be a better retailer. But specifically, um, make sure that you have female employees for them to connect to is the obvious one. And I think that what we did is start with that inside out. Do it in a genuine, authentic way that 
that makes sense for your company. I think, you know, off-the-shelf packages of how to um, go after women and, you know, slick marketing campaigns may not be the best to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think selling women is not what they really want. They want actually more of a consultant that helps them figure out how are these products going to work in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think the the third is you, you really have to figure out how not to speak techno jargon. There are some women who are technology savvy and want that, but in general, you know, let the customer um, bring that up and really talk more about benefits and not um, just features. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the good work at Best Buy and for hanging in there for 16 years. Hopefully you'll be there for another 16. (laughs) Would be good for me. Yeah, it would. It would be good for you. Thanks so much for taking time out today to talk to us about Wolf and Roe and all the great things that you're doing there. And thank you to George, my producer for A Rockin' Show. And join me next week. I'm going to be talking to Pam Danziger. She's president of Unity Marketing and author of Shopping, Why We Love It, and How Retailers Can Create the Ultimate Customer Experience. Pam's company has actually just come out with some really interesting research about the luxury marketplace. I didn't know if there was anything happening in the luxury marketplace or not. I didn't know if maybe the economy killed it. All those kinds of questions and the answers next week on Purse Strings at 3 o'clock. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you then.